Welcome to Primary Attribute, where Castles and Crusades actual play podcast. My name is Ian, and the Castle Keeper, or Game Master, as is known in a lot of other systems, and I use they them pronouns. Hey, my name's Adam. I play as Vons. Vons is our furry little fox folk alchemist friend. Uh, we both use he him pronouns. Today, Vons is feeling very held, but not in the fun way. This is so weird. Hi, I'm Kelly. <laughs> I play Wealthy Taylor, the halfling wizard. We both use she, her pronouns. Uh, wealthy is currently blissfully ignorant and unconscious, but blissfully ignorant. And I'm Wit. I play Grix, the cobalt illusionist slash mechanic. We both use he, him pronouns. And Grix is cold and wet. As you may have guessed from a mildly conspicuous gap in the intro, Aaron is not here with us this week. They are going to take a little time as they roll up a new character. And also, there is no good slot to introduce their character right now and... As much as I would enjoy doing a Left 4 Dead style monster closet where you just find somebody fully armed and ready to go <laughs> around a corner, Aaron has made the good point that that's not the best way to intro a character. <laughs> so they may be out for a few sessions as we resolve our current predicament with everyone and get back to a spot where character can actually be slotted in. Yeah. If you get a chance, you should rate review us on your podcast platform of choice. It helps people find us. It encourages us to keep doing what we do. And you should do it for every other podcast you listen to as well. And Wit, would you like to do the recap? I'd love to. So last session, the party was still in the shipyard, uh, the secret shipyard, trying to rescue Wealthy. It had gotten much, much worse. <laughs> uh, Ericene had been captured and was held by Crike and her grandmother. Uh, there were roughly 12 people total guarding the room. But then suddenly a door opened and a deep hooded, black haired, pale skinned figure came in. Aristine did not recognize him. Uh, the person looked around between Crike and Aristique and they wanted him to fix Aristine and then find the other people in the room. The person uh, cast True Sight and immediately clocked Wealthy. Vons attempted to do a distraction but was uh, noticed at least by his location, by Crike. Grix hid behind a box to avoid the true sight detection. Uh, Wealthy, being seen, decided to jump off the side, past the, the bottom of the ship, and into the darkness. The new arrival continued to look around, and eventually spotted Vons, casting a spell to hold him in place. Engineers rushed over to capture Vons, uh, although that was a challenge since they still couldn't see him. Ericene tried to melt out of her chair and jump off the side as well, but was grabbed by Crike. Aristique demanded that Aristine stop, but when she wouldn't, Aristique stuck her with a poison ring. Aristine lost consciousness. Vons was grappled. Grix ran up to the top of the ship. Uh, with Aristine continuing to be asleep, wealthy falling into the darkness, Grix threatened to burn the ship if the group didn't let Vons and Aristine go. The uh, group did not buy that and continued to approach him. Peregrine Erickson said that something in the ship would blow up if the ship was set on fire. Vons demanded that the group stop in the name of Purity Pearl. This caused some consternation among the group. Grix tossed the lantern behind him and jumped off into the water as well, following Wealthy. Wealthy landed in the water, lassoed a stalagmite, found a shelf to pull herself up on, but then passed out. Grix landed in the water, uh, found the same stalagmite and shelf, and pulled himself out and found Wealthy. Finally, Aracene awoke on a sunny dock next to 
our favorite god, Jack, who is now going to teach her how to fish because she is, in fact, dead. Yeah. So let's see. First, I get to roll for how well Grix's little, uh, I'm just going to burn this thing down thing went. <laughs> now that it's been a few minutes. <laughs> and see whether or not we need to kill Vondoff. I'm always really sad <laughs> when I roll double zeros on the 10 die and then I roll any digit that isn't a zero on the other because it's like I was so close to rolling 100. I was so close to this entire ship just fucking detonating <laughs> somehow <laughs> over the next several minutes, but no. <laughs> oh, buddy. Sadly, Vaughn's uh, the... Uh, I mean, you got a lot going on right now, but <laughs> at some point you will realize that the fire that Crick set gets put out and is mostly confined just to the top decking boards. Sad but true. Turns out catching thick timber on fire is actually rather difficult. Mm-hmm. And your lantern has failed you, and you should go get a you should go demand a refund from whoever gave you that lantern in the first place. So, all right, let's see. Wealthy and Grix. Yeah. Yep. I need constitution checks from both of you. Now well, let's see. Plus one. Okay. Oh, that's a nineteen. Uh, I believe it's a twenty-one. Nine. I actually only needed it from Grix and Wealthy. Whoops. I may have said the wrong names. Um, well, you if get? you happened to need a constitution throw from nine anyway. Okay. Uh, Grix. <laughs> yeah. You're a kobold. You I guys am. don't run warm to begin with. No. You were just in icy water and you're now down in a cave system that doesn't right. have a lot of heat. Yeah. Welcome to the start of hypothermia. <laughs> Ooh. You'll be okay for a while. But you, you should get somewhere warmer sooner rather than later, if you can, or find a heat source. That said, you should be okay for now. You're just getting pretty shivery. Wealthy. Uh-huh. <laughs> After uh, blacking out for a bit, your thoughts filling with odd thoughts about pumpkins, you drift back to reality. And after heroically facilitating a Halloween episode, which is clearly funnier because I'm explicitly lampshading it, you make it back into consciousness. <laughs> <laughs> and Grix okay, is here. I, I'm cold. I'm cold. Why is why? Oh Jesus Christ! I'm cold. Uh, I, I can't see Jesus Christ. Jesus. Anyway, <laughs> Jack, I'm cold. Um, <laughs> um, uh, Grix. I guess there's a Grix like smell near you. You can't really see in the dark, can you? <laughs> well, I, I probably, I probably feel him sitting on. It's, it's a fairly narrow shelf, so I feel him sitting next to me, and I reach out and I touch him, and I go, Grix. Yeah, what's up? Um, it's cold. Where, where? How did you get down here? I barely remember getting up on the shelf. How did you get down here? Uh, put another log on the fire. <laughs> okay. Okay, it's <laughs> very cold, and you are not making any sense. So no. I'm going to pull him down beside me, and I'm going to roll him over so that he's away from the water. And I'm going to wrap my arms around him, and I'm going to tuck myself up. Uh, there's nothing else we can do right now. I can't do anything with Grix. I got to get him warmer than he is right now, so that he can be at least, you know, somewhat helpful in um, his own escape. Okay. Oh, no, uh, actually, I think I have a way out. Uh, okay. Keep, keep going. Keep going. Think, do, do do think think what you're going to do. Okay. So so I've got uh, that. That's all I'm going to do. I'm going to roll him over. So that he's on the other side of the uh, of me, away from the water, so he can't roll in. And I'm just gonna, you know, just I, I'm I'm covered in wet clothes, but I can't help that. So I'm gonna I'm just gonna pull him close and try and keep him as warm as possible, warm him up as much as possible. 
I do not have a spell that will try me. All right. Um, wait a second. Wait a second. I have endure elements. You do. And I forgot that you cast it on yourself. So, uh, yeah, you're cold, but like, you're not miserably so. <laughs> yeah. Damn, that doesn't work. Can I, I probably only have one, have it on once. Never mind. I forgot that I cast it on myself and oh. I don't have it. <laughs> uh, I, I think I do twice. a way out. Okay. So I don't have, I'm, I'm actually warmer than I look. So I'm, I'm going to do what I can to keep Grix as warm as possible or get him right. as warm as possible. If Grix has something else he wants to do, that's fine. You know, once he warms up a little bit. Yeah. Uh, Grix, we hear the, the whir as you start to warm up and your brain's hard disk spins a little faster. Um, did you have a master plan you wanted to enact now or are you waiting for a bit? Um, yeah. Uh, I, well, so I'm looking, Hmm. I'm wondering if I can use Mirage Arcana to change the surroundings to a place that is not cold. Cause I know, um, I know, um, uh, major image or not, not major image. Yeah. Major image. I know major image can create heat from it. And this is even more powerful, but it doesn't specifically say heat in the description. Yeah. Major image says thermal Mirage Arcana does not mention that, but it mentions everything else. Yeah. Like, and I mean, yeah, major image doesn't technically say tactile and Mirage Arcana does, especially given it's a higher level spell. Yeah. I'd say that would work. Maybe make an intelligence check. Okay. And I choose to fail my saving throw naturally. Of course. Uh, intelligence check, uh, 21. Oh, right. Basically, you're not sure if Mirage Arcana would always work for this because mm-hmm. of the way, because it's sort of hallucinatory terrain. Mm-hmm. Actually, just look at hallucinatory terrain. Oh, what does hallucinatory terrain say about that? Look, sound, and smell. Damn it. So, basically, what I'm going to say, though, is that's a really smart ass idea, and it's a fucking level four spell. And you're a good, damn good illusionist at this point. So, you manage to pull in, like, stuff doesn't smell right for whatever you're making. And the sound is off, but you get some temperature out of it instead. <laughs> kind of rejigger the spell on the fly. So uh, what terrain do you create? I think it looks like just uh, instead of it being a, you know, underground cold river, it's a, it's like a, a sunny meadow creek. All right. And uh, still going to stay away from the water, but uh, it's, it's bright and there's a nice breeze. Mostly it's just warm. Oh, this, Very warm. This is good. This is nice. I'm I'm looking around and going, yeah, this is this is much better than where we were. Yeah, don't go too far. I, yeah, I understand that this is an illusion because you know I I know that my roommate is an illusionist, so um, this is really nice. Maybe I'm dead. No, I'm not dead. No, I'm too cold nope. to be dead. <laughs> yeah. All right, we gotta figure out how to get out of here. Yeah. What was happening when you left? Why, why uh, did you Why did you jump? And what was happening that made you jump? Uh, Vaughn's got caught. And uh, Aerosene got uh, got knocked out by uh, Aristique. Oh, no. Yeah. Uh, so they couldn't escape. Why did you? How, how were you able to escape? Uh, same as you. I jumped. That was scary, wasn't it? Yeah. 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 yeah not good. Not good. No good at all. <laughs> not good at all. Yeah. Okay. So, yeah, we need to get back there so we can help. Uh. I, I don't know that we can go back there and help. I think I think we got to go regroup. Yeah, I I, I think we got to go through rather. Uh, Vaughn's threw out the name of Purity Pearl at them, uh, so I think we should go talk to her because either she's going to be a target or she can help us. Okay, 
So um, but first, we got to get out of this tunnel. Well, first, we got to get out of this tunnel. Let me think about what I've got. Uh, I do have a I have a dragon I can summon, but I'm not sure if it can if it can fit in here. Yeah. Um, let me think about my spells. Re check out. Um, okay, fly. Yeah, take a minute. Yeah. Yeah. I think uh, how fly is, is going to be my thing. Probably. How big is the tunnel? Tunnel you're in right now is about. You're on, as you said, you're on a pretty narrow ledge, and you're next to a pretty rushing bit of water. The tunnel's about 15 feet wide, and you're kind of on a five foot wide lake ledge. You now have enough light to see by, so you can see that the ceiling drops down again pretty quickly because, okay. like, it dropped down when you guys kind of went over a yeah. pseudo waterfall that's a bit up the the river from where you are, and it looks like it drops down again. However, you can see kind of just beyond the very edge of your ledge, the wall kind of starts curving back in. And you can see up there, there is a uh, some sort of little tunnel that you think you could crawl into. Oh, hey, point that out. Okay, that sounds good, too. Do you have any um, any of Vons's potions? Yeah, I got an aid and I got to remove fear. Well, a remove fear might be a good, <laughs> good idea. <laughs> uh, we haven't had to roll for it yet, so uh, I'm not... <laughs> um, spider climb would get us up the tunnel, but we have to get to the tunnel. And I'm thinking, but the problem is I've only got spider climb for one. Cause you know, yeah, it's also not that far. You, you can rock climb over to that tunnel. Oh, and crawl okay. In. okay. Yeah. And it's a horizontal tunnel just to be abundantly clear. So once you're in there, you don't need spider climb anymore. Okay. For sure. <laughs> okay. Let's, let's see what we can do about getting over to that tunnel. And then um, we'll see if we can get somewhere where we can help, where we can send it Get some help for Vons and, and uh, Ericene. So this the tunnel is just above the the ledge that we're on, and over it'll be it's um also slightly over on the wall. So you'll have to get back over the water to crawl up into it, but not too far. But if you fall off, you will fall back into the Russian River. So so I'm guessing I saw this before I put up the hallucinatory terrain. Then yeah, or at least your hallucinatory terrain didn't block it. Okay. Um, yeah, you have dark vision. So yeah, you saw it. Yeah. Well. Uh. So you know. No, I'm not climbing kind of illusionist do you think i am <laughs> i'm uh forgot to mention that there uh there was a little bridge over the over the stream and uh oh, i'm just gonna oh. i'm just gonna morph the bridge into a a, a ramp up to the nice yeah. well there you go this is very handy grix i, I yeah well it's a fourth think- level spell so like it's it's pretty big it's I, i'm beginning to think that i went to the that i chose the wrong school yeah no no, I don't think so, because it's it's very specifically useful. <laughs> Sorry, I'm reading the spell description. It says, and requires an appropriate piece of terrain to mimic, and I don't know what that means. I don't know what that means. <laughs> I guess just that you've had to see. <laughs> you've seen a forest before. <laughs> you know what sunlight is like. <laughs> anyway. It means what you want it to mean. And right now we want it to mean that there's a bridge. <laughs> Do I need like a little cameo necklace of like some? Uh, You're good. <laughs> some idyllic countryside. You have some fucking grass in your pocket or something. You're set. Okay. <laughs> yeah, all I got is spiders. So. Small dead spiders. Nothing else. <laughs> all I got that's natural is is that. Just crunches like a bag of chips. <laughs> Hold on to it. <laughs> uh, yeah. Okay. We'll come. We'll we'll walk up the ramp and into the tunnel. Okay, you guys head up the ramp. You both have to... Grix, it's less tight for you. Both of you are going to be on hands and knees to crawl through this tunnel, at least at the start. Okay. 
And as you enter, we will cut over to Vaughn's. Woo! Vaughn's, good news, bad news. Okay. Good news, your body is uh, loosening up. You aren't as stiff as you used to be. You think that paralysis hold, whatever they had on you, is wearing off. Bad news, you are still tied to a workbench. So, you can wriggle. You can try to get out. You now have enough mobility to do that. But, uh, you know, you're, you're not home free yet. And he is going to quietly uh, start working his way out of the out of the bonds, at least enough to like reach his stuff if he can. Yeah, make a dexterity check. But we're not going to be obvious about it. Yeah. Well, that's a one on the die. Man, they tie these knots real good, huh? <laughs> <sighs> this die's been really hit or miss. <laughs> it's almost like it's a random number. <laughs> <laughs> you uh. Yeah, you start trying to work at it, but they they did a pretty thorough job just fucking lashing you to this thing because you were still, you know, paralyzed. Mm. <laughs> um, so, like, they've tied you in a very unintuitive way, but it makes it very hard for you to actually get anything free because, like, your arms aren't really tied, like, you know, flush with each other, so you can't kind of use the excess space to wriggle out or anything. Basically, it's just kind of bizarre, and you're having a hard time with it. Crike, Aristique, and our, uh, our buddy in the Deep Hood are kind of standing around talking to each other. Crike is very much keeping an eye on you as they talk in low tones from a little bit away, as a couple of engineers are standing right next to you. And Erisene is sprawled out under the workbench that you are tied to. What do you do? Uh, Erisene is sprawled out under the workbench I'm tied to. Yeah. That's grim. Um, <laughs> you don't know how grim. <laughs> yeah, he, he probably doesn't know yet, so he's probably going to try to whisper to Erisene. Okay. You try to whisper and you get no response? Yeah. Kind of expected that. <laughs> but how wild would it be if I did have a response? <laughs> yeah, always worth checking to see if it can get any weirder. <laughs> yeah. Surprise, Halloween episode two. <laughs> so you start hallucinating. <laughs> um... Okay, gonna, I guess, continue to try to wriggle out. Uh, well, oh, actually, um, it, do rats appear when you whisper to them? <laughs> I mean, that... they have to hear you, so rat has to be real close by. Ah, um, That's sad, you know, there's at least one rat around here, or there was a bit ago. Yeah, is it, it, is it Bartholomew, or is it... Uh... No, it was, the, it was the secret rat that we followed down here. So unless you guys brought Bartholomew with you, but yeah. I don't think you did. Uh, and normally I'd have him appear out of pocket, but then I'd have to justify why he didn't just drown. So <laughs> I figure he's back at home. <laughs> yeah. Well, there's also the, um, there's always Gex. Uh, I, I think he'll just like see oh, if, God. see if he'll. <laughs> no, that's actually not a terrible idea. Just I'm so it. excited. <laughs> he's often just hanging around, right? So uh yeah, he's gonna he's gonna whisper for Gex and uh like hey Gex, any rats? Anyone? Gex does not appear. Make an intelligence check. Making an Actually shit, were you there when that was explained? I don't know. Well, that's a twelve. Uh call it um thirteen plus eight puts it at twenty-one. Uh Gex doesn't respond, but also you might be able to summon him if you do it right, you think? The CK can't remember how much of this is like a weird meta joke and how much of this ever made it into the plot. <laughs> it's never made it into the plot, actually. Yeah, I couldn't remember if it came up during the Halloween episode, but only Wealthy would remember that one. 
Oh, the saying Gex's name three times. Oh, also, you times. didn't know if that was how canonical that was. Like, yeah, well, Wolfie was the only one who'd remember it anyway, because she's the only one who was actually yeah, but, there. Yeah, but I was, uh, I, when I woke up, I was dealing with a lot of other shit, so. Yeah, I no, I, I figured the information <laughs> didn't make its way across. But I'll just say, Vons, that you, you get a vibe that if Gex is actually magical, and given some of the stuff that between you guys and Ericene have all sort of heard, there might be a way to do it. You're not sure exactly how. If only some omnipotent creature controlling you could guess. <laughs> It'd help you out. Um, so, okay, well, whispering to Gex doesn't work right away. Yeah, yeah, he's going to continue attempting to whisper to Gex. Okay, how does that sound? And he says, hey, Gex. He like gets progressively louder. Gex! But not that loud, because he doesn't want anybody to hear him. <laughs> but Gex! Gex! That was three times. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Three times without any words in the middle. All right. Uh, you feel something kind of shift in a magical way. You think you've started whatever process is involved here. <laughs> like, he doesn't appear immediately, although he wouldn't really visually appear anyway. But you, you feel something kind of chunk in a place in the back of your head. Does he land on the back of my head? You know... Because I said that, and because that's a good bid. Yes, in fact, <laughs> you, you wait a couple minutes while being suspiciously regarded by these guards. Because they did send someone to check. And then you feel, uh, then you just feel this very heavy weight <laughs> fall down on your head. <laughs> and then hear kind of a thud next to you <laughs> as the weight leaves. It goes, Ugh. <laughs> wow, no one's ever actually done that before. <laughs> I think every time it's suggested, someone's like, no, we would never do that. Why would we ever do that? What's up? Hey, thoughts? <laughs> well, it seems rude. Which is exactly why Gex, why it would happen with Gex. I mean, you know. <laughs> no, I just mean to summon somebody. Like, God, if you could say my name three times and I just had to show up. The Beetlejuice School of Magic. Yeah. Imagine if you couldn't teleport, but you still had to show up when somebody <laughs> said your name three times. <laughs> Oh, fuck. Oh, God. It's the blast boss just. Oh. <laughs> I gotta call a lift. And <laughs> so, yeah, you're not sure exactly how Gex got here and if he teleported or not. Because uh, Gex is small enough. There's a lot of weird ways to get around the city. But anyway. Does he recognize that it's him? I mean. Or do I recognize that it's, <laughs> it's Gex? It's Gex's voice. So. Does, does Gex recognize himself? Uh <laughs> Okay. Yeah, cool. when I look in the mirror, I tug my own ear and everything. What's up? <laughs> <laughs> How can you tell that it's you tugging your own ear if it's in a mirror? Well, I have more of an ear hole than an ear anyway. It doesn't matter. <laughs> <laughs> oh, gross. Why are you all tied up? Gex is a lizard-like creature. They don't just have, like, flap ears <laughs> hanging out. <laughs> Damn it, this Gex podcast is dedicated to realism. <laughs> <laughs> is, Gex, is Gex modeled after Dabberwocky? No, Gex is modeled after a leopard gecko. Thank you very much. <laughs> it's too large to be a leopard gecko, but other than that. Yeah. I just thought he was the Geico gecko. No, day geckos are for cowards. <laughs> <laughs> and he'd have an obnoxious accent that just yeah. doesn't quite sound right. All the leopard geckos can't climb on walls. So really, Gex is a rich tapestry of all sorts of fantastical creatures. <laughs> anyway. Yeah. So now that we're done debating the nature of my existence. Why are you tied up? Well, I didn't What's this place, do actually? it. Yeah, this, it's a big boat. Right? What is it even doing here? There's not water enough here. It's just like dry docked and this is stupid. And I think Ericene's hurt. 
and wealthy just fucking took off <laughs> and uh they chased grix out and... oh man i'm never gonna go let wendy live it down that she fucking ditched you while i showed up <laughs> right wendy uh <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> yeah, just like fucking bailed, and I d- I don't know what's down there, and it's just this is a, a huge mess. Can you tell? Can you tell me what's going on? Uh, well, Who was that lady? Even which which lady? Oh, the lady everyone was taking orders from. <laughs> <laughs> you, you've met Aristide. <laughs> oh, have I? Oh, okay. Yeah, several times. Yeah, you spent you spent an entire you- storm in. In her house. You oh. kind of turned away from her front door <laughs> when you were asking around one time. Yeah, you know Aristide, because it's Aristide's grandma, everyone's favorite person. Oh, <laughs> uh, well, obviously I didn't pay that much attention to her. She must suck. You lived with her for three weeks. <laughs> <laughs> oh, right. Trapped in, uh, Sometimes in it a just storm takes a second, lockdown. But... Yeah. Maybe Aristide is one of those faces. Who can say? <laughs> <laughs> she looks like an elf. Anyway, um, so I'm kind of stuck. Do you, do you do you see anyone around? You think you think we can sneak out of here? You can't. Uh, you can't see Gex looking over at the several guards that are directly around you, or very close nearby, and then back to you. But you sense it as he goes. Uh, that's it's probably pretty hard. Hmm. I mean, you could try. I'm invisible. Not to make this harder. And thankfully those guards have terrible hearing. (laughs) (laughs) No, what's up? (laughs) Uh, Not to make this harder on us, but uh, how long after the whole shebang is this? Uh, Let's say like, I don't know. By the time Bond's finished trying to wriggle around and figured out how to say the magic words, let's say it's been like close to 10 minutes. Is Chuckles true seeing still on? Let's find out together. It lasts a round per level, so no, it so is no. not. Oh, God. Did he <laughs> even have enough to, like... Uh, it was certainly lasting a while. <laughs> Fair so, enough. yes. He had at least several. He had at least a large handful of minutes. Okay. At least a few minutes. So, yeah. So, I'm tied to a bench that is over Aerosene. Yeah. It's like a work table in Aerosene's. And are we underneath. in a room or is this more of you, a... Th- this space? is still in the shipyard. The back of this workbench is basically right at that edge into the uh, abyss. You are a very short, we're talking 10, 20 feet short distance from the bottom of the gangplank up onto the ship itself. And you're probably at least like 100 yards away from any of the exit doors that you can see. So we're not very far away from where all this happened in the first place. He hasn't oh, no. moved. Yeah, you are, you are right next to it. They just dragged you to the nearest spot. <laughs> okay. Well, they um, check your references. <laughs> right, references. Uh, which gets me to, the, to my next thinking. So uh, being out in the open like this, obviously he's going to get caught if he's visible. Because somebody's going to see, yeah. Uh, and if they see that no, nobody's there at all, then they're going to true sight and find him that way. Unless that's a thing that gets expended and takes time to recover. But only one way to find out. <laughs> who knows who else has it? Uh, also, I'm not sure that he's. Nah, he's got more invisibility potion. Of course he does. That's Vaughn's. Likes to be invisible. Let's see here. Uh, yeah, I think you've got at least two remaining. Yeah. Yeah. That's how he rolls. There we are. Yeah. 
This sucks. Okay, so I think I think Vons is since since all of the strong people are here right now, or well, at least everybody in the party is here right now. Nobody knows that we're down here. Vons is going to yeah, Gex. I need you to go tell Purity Pearl and uh, go go find Shield and just find everybody and make and and get get all of the even get that weird squirrel guy too. You know, oh, the squirrel. One, yeah, the one with the tail. Yeah, and, hell of a chess player too. <laughs> oh, you guys have been playing chess. Every once in a while, you know. He strikes yeah. me as the kind who always wants to play white. Nah. He like, strikes me as the kind that eats the pieces. <laughs> <laughs> Only once in a while, a person who isn't in this scene is <laughs> kind of gnaws on him a bit. Got to keep the teeth sharp. <laughs> so yeah, find find him, find everybody. This is this is a, a huge mess down here, and and uh, we need we need help. And these guys aren't listening I, to reason. I, I can try. Also, I'm not even going to ask what type of reasons he used. I feel like that would be a real rabbit hole. Um, okay, I can go try to find people, but it's going to take a little bit of time. Going to be okay? Uh, I doubt it. Maybe find people to find people? Like a phone tree. Yeah, phones. like that. <laughs> a rat tree. Yeah, maybe maybe find uh, Purity first, and then find Bartholomew. And then and then find uh, find find our other friends, and, and then they tell two friends. But, but, but just have everybody tell two people before they come down okay i can try although getting them down here might be harder than getting me down here but i'll figure it out we need we need the whole arcs to know you're asking a lot of me here (laughs) (laughs) so i'm just gonna start simple and see if i can get to you in like the next 30 minutes yeah it's gonna be almost no one but i'll try okay you good uh doubt it (laughs) cool (laughs) please hurry (laughs) You got it. I'm off. You feel his presence leave. <laughs> Suppose I could have had him uh, untie me or something, but <laughs> I was wondering what you were going to ask, but then you did it. And this is much funnier. <laughs> no, well, <laughs> honestly, um, I don't I don't think that Vaughn's being untied would make him any safer here at the moment. Yeah, I figured he might try to go invisible and just see if you could outrun <laughs> the people pursuing you. But, but you're and- tied up. Maybe he could, but he's like emotionally attached to Ericene and he wouldn't leave her behind. That's oh. fair. And that would like create a mess. So yeah, having having people come to him is probably like calling for backup is probably just a stronger. Yeah. All right. Response. So yeah, Gex is off and will do his best. While that happens, Grix wealthy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You're in a small windy tunnel for a bit. At one point, Wealthy, you're you're really squeezing through. It gets so narrow. But you manage. It is wet. It is cold. You don't know what kind of mold or lichen or moss is growing down here with no light, but uh, it's real slimy on basically every surface of your body by the time you're finished crawling through here. But you do manage to eventually find an exit where this widens up a little bit, and you find yourself at the top of a wall in a small cavern with a couple of tunnels going off of it and can slide down easily to the ground if you choose and have access to more tunnels. Uh, yeah. Well, okay. Yeah. yeah. Okay. We'll slide down. Cool. Um, so you go and you slide down and need both of you to make intelligence or wisdom checks. That'll be intelligence. 
I feel like I always got to offer, you know? 20. Dirty 20. Uh, 19. All right. Both of you realize that you do not know where you are. You are in a natural cavern. You are pretty sure you are probably far beneath where the maintenance tunnels really reach to. Whoa. And or at least definitely in an area that is not built into the tunnels at all. The hard part is, is that you're on a flying mountain and also do not have inherent compasses in your brain. So it's a little hard to tell what direction is back towards, like, even just where you were. Yeah, but up is always good. Yeah, so you can aim for up if you want. Yeah, yeah, let's aim for up. Yeah, with that wisdom check, or with that intelligence check, I'm going to say you guys kind of spot at both of the uh, the tunnels, and the one on the, the one on your right looks like it's sloped up at least a little bit. You can start heading up that way. All right. Also try to follow air if, if air smells fresher in any direction. Mm. Yeah. That'll be a wisdom check. Okay, I will roll that. You could roll good. Rolling that right now. I rolled mediocre. 15. Smells like good fresh cave air. <laughs> nice and stagnant. Kind of cold and kind of dank. Yep. Okay, you start winding up. Uh, Wealthy, what are you doing for light? Well, um, I do cast light. I, I have a light as well. Okay. Spell. I have. Cool. Let me see what I've got. I've got an awl in my backpack. I have probably I've lost my quarter staff, so I have an awl in my backpack. So I cast light on the tip of the awl. Oh, that kind of awl. All right, yeah. You. Uh... Oh yeah. <laughs> oh, that's awful. <laughs> you you now have a light. You can stab people with in a pinch. Uh, yep. Yep. <laughs> okay. Got to multitask, baby. You wind your way through the tunnels. I need a D10 roll from each of you. Ethan. I did a four. That's a nine. All right. You keep winding along for a while. There's a couple of forks that you dead in on, but, um, or that like you check and one of the other ones dead ends pretty quickly and you end up, uh, you find another cavern kind of on your way. You wound up a bit and you find in the middle of it is a large pool that glows. Ooh. Oh, we've water seen that appears like to this. go very deep. Oh, also there's some tunnels off of that, but those are boring. What do you do out of the pool? <laughs> um, okay. So, We've seen glowing shit before, and you never trust glowy shit. It only saved your life once. <laughs> uh, well, actually, actually, I think I know what this is. Okay. Uh, so when I was locked in my brain, uh, and Gex came to visit me, he told me about these tunnels uh, through water uh, that are that are magic, and they can go like to different dimensions and shit. Okay. Um, uh, so I think lot- this might be one of those. There, there's a lot to unpack there. Um, yeah. I don't worry about any of that, uh, <laughs> but this might be a way out. Okay, other dimensions. Yeah, like Jack's place. Okay, okay. Or like if somebody's locked in their brain, that's another dimension, I guess. Or if someone's in early aughts, <laughs> fucking Lake Tahoe, <laughs> <laughs> he's to swim back to reality. <laughs> you you have seen a tunnel like this before, at least you think. <laughs> yeah, it's it's very familiar. Um, okay. but I can't. Just making sure I you can't, remember that one. I can't tell. No, it's very familiar. I just can't tell uh, where it's familiar from. I also know that uh, from our experience with the shark giraffes, I don't, we, that's, there's a lot of magic in the world. And are you sure you trust Gex enough to actually go into this water and yeah, come yeah, out? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Also, this water seems too small for a, a shark, spider, horse, giraffe. Well, I'm not worried so much worried about the shark, spider, horse, giraffe as you know whatever else there might conglomerate there might be. Yeah, in there. that's fair. That's fair. Okay, 
that's good. Let's. Uh, uh, we don't have any choice in the matter. We there there have, are other tunnels out here. No. Yeah, but we we don't know where we're going uh, in those tunnels, and we could wander around until we die of starvation. So, um, you know, it's it's one death or the, the or another. Let's go. Let's let's do the stupid thing and take the uh, the dimension. Take our chances with the dimensions. All I right. Never, I never thought this day would come. <laughs> I'm so happy. <laughs> what are uh, y'all going to do to breathe? <laughs> that's a good question. Uh, I ha- we I have a potion of water breathing from okay. Vons. Oh, did I ever use that? I never wrote it down in my new character sheet, but I don't think I ever used that. Yeah, I think uh, he distributed plenty before we all went to the ground. Then you both are fucking good for like eight hours, I think. <laughs> yeah, that, the thing's ridiculous. You don't even have to go split season. Yeah, we uh, we ended up using both using them when Vons and I uh, got trapped in the in the tunnels while we were having the adventure with the with the tentacats. Oh yeah, yeah. But you guys re- did you guys restock for going to the ground? Oh yeah, yeah. yeah okay, yeah. cool. I remember some that was of the other long stuff. ass time ago. Yeah, I figured. But yeah, okay. You guys got some water breathing potions. All right, I take my water breathing potion. Okay. I wrote it on my character sheet. Now I'll delete it. You almost have the heaviest backpacks. <laughs> I don't. Day, every day carry everything I own. <laughs> I don't. I have I have my club, my darts, my mini toolbox, my canteen, my mushroom jerky. I need a bag and of holding. two potions. Okay, so Grix is more on the uh, the upper end of your your standard everyday carry nerd, <laughs> but it's still within yeah. reason. <laughs> and Vox has yeah, yeah. pretty deliberate limits, but yeah. Yeah. All right. Well, you two can breathe underwater now. Congratulations. The pool's um about eight feet wide, roughly. And you can see that, you know, various glowing flora and fauna, mostly flora at this point, start kind of down toward the edge of where you can see. Except for you, Grix, because you can see 60 damn feet and this water is very clear. So, yeah, that, that tunnel goes down for a while, but you can't start swimming down it. All right. We All, do. right. All right. Let's go. You dive on in. Start swimming down into the unknown. You could follow uh, the left wall, or you could just hope the multiverse works out. And I'm real proud of you for making this decision, because <laughs> it's way more fun this way. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> uh, this seems better. All right, so you guys start swimming down into the unknown. Uh-huh. And I need to roll some stuff. Actually, all players, roll a d10 for me, each of you, and let me know what you get. I got a two. A d... Uh, I got just a, a d10. Zero. Okay. Another nine, baby. Oh, right. You guys find your way down and you find a couple of forks. It does take you a while to swim down here to the point that it is confusing this pool is this deep. You think you've probably gone down, you know, your ears have popped or I guess water breathing probably helps you deal with that. But yeah, you think you've gone down like maybe 100 feet before you hit this fork. And I mean, that's tall, but like that's a lot of distance. Yeah. Just have a vertical pool. Um, That said, the tunnel... Uh, forks in three different directions one of them goes off to your left and just kind of seems to level out and stay level with at least what you're pretty sure level of the ground is here kind of turned around right now it continues to go deeper or there is one that goes kind of just at a 45 degree angle down uh, to your right which one do you choose there's no particular vibe off of any of them besides their direction um i'm gonna look at grix and i'm gonna shrug yeah I don't know. one is good as another all right let's do the one with the angle yeah okay Start swimming down the one with the angle. I need wisdom checks from both of you. Jesus, Mary and Joseph. Who are they? 
That is a nat 20, baby. And uh, Grix, what did you get? Uh, 14 on the die plus, did you say an intel wisdom? What did you say? Wisdom. Uh, so that's, um, uh, 21. All right. Nat 20 and that 21 Grix. Wealthy sees this coming a half second earlier than you do, but the tunnel you're in widens out to be like 40 feet around with various, um, so again, the water's completely dark except for glowing flora and fauna of various sorts. There's what we recognize as glowing corals. There's long streaming, basically kelp coming off several of the walls there is a slight current in here although it's not really affecting your ability to swim it's just enough to kind of make things move and there have been several small fish of various levels of luminosity however wealthy and grix you spot a very suspicious uh single very round steadily moving light coming your direction oh i don't like that oh that's a problem and both of you unless you want to do something else also find a spot behind um several kind of half moon shaped plants uh, that you can hide in between and behind away from this, whatever that is, if you'd like. Y- yeah. Yeah. Okay. You hide. Uh, well, we're excellent well, hiders. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Yep. Assuming y'all don't start trying to yodel. I'm not going to make you do move silently checks. And you were behind this enough to hide successfully as a very large creature, probably about, you know, roughly 10 feet in, diameter if you're looking at it from the front uh goes by it's about 30 feet long and oh. it has a large antenna thing sticking off its front with a single glowing light while the rest <laughs> of it is more or less dark there's some kind of glowing green lines along its sides and along a couple of its fins but they're very dim compared to a lot of the life down here also it has a mouth that you see kind of casually just open like a lampreys and chomp down on a fish that was too slow uh-huh. as it goes on past and it eventually slowly moves away from you, and you are safe for now. I do not meep because um, I'm underwater, but you know, there's there's definite meep energy coming off of me. <laughs> sure. The, the meep vibrations occur. <laughs> yeah, and you can keep on swimming the way you were going. I think so. Sounds All like right. Plan. Although okay. I will look behind me from time to time. Yes, good idea. Hop back over to Vons. Mm-hmm. Vons, you're still tied up. You're waiting for Gex. Mm-hmm. Make a wisdom check. Okay. 18. Total? Yeah. Nice. All right. So a couple things. One, the people in power here, Aristique, Crike, and the guy with the deep hood, appear to be having kind of a tense conversation and also keep looking over at you irritatedly and or angrily and or aggressively. You would guess just based on body posture and stuff that Crike at least you think looks upset, but in a tightly controlled way. (laughs) And Aristique just looks like she rules the damn world, because of course she does. Cold-hearted bitch. Yeah. The other thing you know, or notice, is that uh, Aristique's been unconscious a while. <laughs> well, that's that's not good for you. No, it's not. I guess he continues to try to wriggle a little. Okay, make a new dexterity check. It's been a hot minute. Okay. Okay, 13 on the die. That's 22. All right, Vons, it has taken you... We're probably, you know, we were about about the 10 minute mark when you sent Gex off. We're probably rounding into the 15, 20 minute mark now. And just to let everyone know, I guess, the uh, the rat with the um, little black outfit who was around and working for these folks, it seems like, or at least being on call for them, uh, headed off like at the start of this time count, uh-huh. presumably to check in on Vons's story or send a message to someone who could uh-huh. just to have that addressed. But uh, Vons, so it's been a bit and... 
you are able to start making some progress. Okay. They didn't do nearly as good a job binding your legs as they did your arms and your chest. So you're starting to be able to work those loose. It's not going to be like, you probably won't be able to get totally free without your hands, but like you can move your legs around a bit. You can theoretically get enough purchase to use the, you know, press against the floor and like push against the work table if you wanted or something like that. Yeah. And your hands are getting a little bit freer, but it's much, much slower. That said, you now have enough movement that you can get like, whether your hands are tied to the posts, you can kind of like wiggle one of your wrists now and get some hand movement based off that. Mm. So you're making your way there. You think if you had another 20 minutes or so, you could probably get a hand free, assuming things keep loosening. I uh, can't quite reach any of his um, potion holsters yet. Not yet. Okay. Um, but actually, why don't you make another dexterity check? Can do these all day. Oh, 18 on the die. Uh, plus uh, 26, 27. You think if you wriggle your legs and your hand just the right way, you might be able to reach your right thigh holster. Right thigh holster. Okay. Let's see what he's got on that. It'll be like, <laughs> you know, claw tips to drag this thing out, but uh, you won't be able to get it to your mouth necessarily. But. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Uh, you so... can break it and roll in it, which is yeah. how foxes, uh, you know. You can break the top off and just stab it into your leg. <laughs> so that works. There's a ampule of cure light wounds there. There's that'll be great when you there. break the other thing into your leg. <laughs> yeah. Well, you know, you just jam it in hard enough. Some some of that cure light That's wounds right. will get into the bloodstream. Basically, uh-huh. an injector. It's fine. <laughs> uh, and then, yeah, a vial of glue. Uh, that was where he kept the potion of invisibility. He used. Oh, no. <laughs> and uh, expanding foam, which is like invisibility. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> sure, why not? Uh, All right, so you have a rich selection. Yeah. Don't don't see a lot of use for any of those just yet. We're we're going to keep, uh, keep wriggling, I think, a little bit. Okay, you keep on wriggling. Okay, that's kind of it for now. So, mm-hmm. uh, Wealthy and Grix. Yeah. Yep. You cannot hear the dramatic music as the camera is showing Vaughn slowly escaping his bonds. Instead, you're swimming in an underground tunnel full of lighted creatures and plants, some of which will try to eat you. Okay. And you hit another fork or another intersection that goes four different ways. Please make intelligence checks or wisdom checks to try to get any sort of bead on where you are and where these might lead. I want to cast... I am so almost out of spells today. I want to cast. Uh, nope, I didn't prepare that. Never mind. Just what, kidding. That was what, a joke. What were you thinking of? Uh, detect thoughts. I was mm. gonna try to like see if I could sense thoughts in some direction as opposed to another. But I don't. I don't have it. I did other stuff. Okay. My intelligence check is twenty-five. I'm gonna do a wisdom check just because I said that. Uh, I rolled a natural one. <laughs> All right. So you guys look at the four tunnels. Uh-huh. Wealthy, you notice that there is the one to your furthest right has more light coming out of it, you think? So you're guessing there might be a uh, some sort of surface up there or, you know, maybe an out. Your memory from your particular sojourn is a little bit hazy, but things seem to at least get denser up there. And Grix, with that wisdom check, uh, you think that would be a good place to go. <laughs> All right. Okay, we look at each other and and I point. And we nod. Okay. And we head on. All right. You start swimming down this tunnel. 
the tone of the flora and fauna in terms of little color stone slowly starts to shift. It's all these very pleasant warm colors, you know, your reds, your oranges, your yellows. The water starts feeling a little bit warmer, and uh, you breach the surface. Make dexterity checks, please. Okay. 16, 22. Okay. 18 and 22. Um, mm-hmm. Both of you, and you both have it as, or 22 for Greg no, doesn't have as prime, but I do well, not he have has it as prime. prime. Okay, so you both succeed by year four or six. You, uh, you avoid taking a tumble because as you come out of this water, you realize that it is on the wall of the place you're entering, not the floor. Ah! And you both manage to land on your feet and not <laughs> take any damage. Thankfully, it's, it's a little high off the floor for you two, but it's not super high off the floor. Okay. And, uh, you are in another cave, but this one is warm and dry. And hey, that's great. Yeah. That's kind of a dusty, rusty red color to all of it. And you see a large tunnel heading off into a brightly lit area. Um, I want to get a sense of where we are first, if, if that's possible, before charging in. Uh, make a wisdom check. Okay. Nope. I, I rolled a two. <laughs> you're pretty sure you're still underground. <laughs> Sweet. And you know that it's hot, and that's about it. Sweet. Well, there's light over there, and... Yeah, let's head over there. Let's head over there. Grick saunters. All right, you saunter. You start heading that way. You eventually start hearing voices, and it's, and occasionally the clink of metal on stone. It sounds like you've maybe found a mine of some sort, um, okay. which, are, which are common enough around the arcs. Yeah. They don't do okay. a ton of mining, but they do do it. Yeah. You also got to dig new tunnels from time to time, so, you know, yeah. Yeah. And uh, you enter into a much larger space at the top of a ledge. There's about a 20-foot drop to the main floor below you, and then you see above you that whatever cavern this is goes up a very long way. Also, there appears to be um, several pieces of what sure seems like kind of just molten stone attached to various walls, and there are kind of small small spires and plateaus of rock which have um, ramps going down them and bridges between them, probably the remnants of mining out various parts of this area. So when you say small... they have ramps, but they're small, small relative to the size of the space. So okay. like, yeah, sorry. So these spires are probably like the actual stone that is left is probably maybe five feet across. And there's a little like two to three foot ramp spiraling okay. down each of them. Okay. Um, there's a stair. there's a crumbling stairwell cut into the ledge that you are on that goes down to the main floor. And you see some people uh, working shirtless down one of these. Essentially, once you get down between the spires, it's just more of a series of crevices. This is good and not confusing at all. Uh, so you can navigate to the floor of the giant area and make your way over. You see a bunch of workers working shirtless and mining away. Do we do we recognize what they might be? Do we recognize what they might be doing? Uh, make it a really hard intelligence check because you're not really miners. <laughs> yeah, but we are. Okay, that is a nat twenty, baby. What'd you get, Chris? Oh, uh, I wasn't really paying attention to. That. <laughs> so that would be a thirty. Okay, um... fair enough. So yeah, I didn't. I didn't roll. All right, uh, so are you guys heading towards them to make this check, or are you trying to do it from up here? Let's head I, towards them. What What do you want to do, Grix? Yeah, yeah, let's head just, let, we'll head towards them. I was going to say that I was initially concerned about where we'd pop out, because I know it's a dimensional thing, so we could literally be anywhere right now. But also, I just botched a whole bunch of wisdom checks, <laughs> and there's a lot on my mind. So I think I'm just plowing forward. All right. Yeah. So you go and um, you head towards them and you see they are mining. Uh, it looks like there are these large kind of luminescent, you know, translucent, but luminescent crystals. They're glowing a deep 
red color with interesting kind of shoot, kind of a swirling light inside that has occasional pinks and purples to it. And these miners appear to be working on breaking off pieces of a large outcropping of those and getting them into a cart. Wealthy, you got, did you say you got a nat 20? I got a nat 20, so 30, baby. Uh, wow. You recognize this stuff. Uh-huh. This is the crystal that we, for, that we conduit magic through? No. No, okay. Um, this is called Theramandium, which is a powerful but rare uh, magical material. It's often used for enchanting. And you know that there are only natural outcroppings of it a couple of places. Uh-huh. None of which are on your plane of existence. Okay, um, Grix sees the expression on my face. Grix uh-huh. sees the expression on my face. Yeah, which is <laughs> how you doing? How you doing, Wolfie? Um, we're not on the arcs anymore. Okay, yeah, that's fair. All right, we gotta find another way back in then. Yeah, do we? Okay, so I'm. Yeah, we just go back to our wall water hole, and that's about when you notice two things. Oh God! Uh, <laughs> one that the miners appear to be chained together at the ankle. You're not close enough to see that. That's a cruel thing to do to children. God damn it. (laughs) (laughs) These adult miners who are still being exploited, but are not exploited miners. God damn it. (laughs) I don't know. (laughs) Anyway, fully grown but captive adults being forced to mine. (laughs) The current Republican Party would would love to um, have miners be working as miners. Minor miners. Yeah. Little hands in all sorts of places adults can't. <laughs> yep. Like looms, which are not in mines, but I digress. Anyway, so you notice that, and that's also when you notice a, a shadow passing above you from the glowing rocks and stuff that are located, not at your level, as a large form lands on the top of the nearest spire and stares down at you with eyes that glow red. Oh, God. Uh-oh. What kind of form? What kind of form is it? Torturous, Ian. Vaguely humanoid. The top torso is more humanoid-esque. The arms seem way too long as it, you know, plants its, mm-hmm. I guess, hands. Between where it has landed both of its legs to perch, it has legs that are more like a goat or another digitgrader hooked oh, animal. Jesus, are we in hell? It expands giant wings that look like they're, you know, this creature is probably 10 feet tall, and these wings look like they're at least 20, 30 feet across. It's covered in a dark black fur that appears to swallow light. Although you can see its very sharp teeth as it smiles at you. <laughs> We're in fucking hell. We have visitors. <laughs> Does it say that? Yes. Oh, God. Hello. Hello, noble one. Uh, my name is Grix, and uh, this is Wealthy Taylor. We are <laughs> powerful wizards from the Arx Multibus, and we have come to seek treaty with you and... uh. Mutual aid and benefit. Cricks roll one hell of and a charisma I, I, check. <laughs> I, I bow. I bow deeply. And add a d6 because you you put some uh, <laughs> spin on this. I follow him his example and I bow as well. Seventeen on the die plus two on the six is nineteen plus charisma twenty seven. And charisma's prime for you, ain't it? It sure is. It kind of leans down and its neck extends a little bit further so it gets closer. <laughs> and it just says, interesting. What do you propose? Um, 
Wit needs a sec here. Yeah, that's fine. <laughs> we can cut back. <laughs> That'd be great. Thank you. <laughs> yeah, by all means. All right. So, yeah, this uh, giant demon, demon, devil, something leans over you and we cut back over to Vons. Yeah, like like you do. Yeah. <laughs> you look up at the loudly ticking DMV clock that is mandatory in every time sensitive situation. <laughs> and it's been about 30 minutes since you got tied up. Does does Vons realize this is a time sensitive situation apart from just feeling time pass as he's stuck down and twitchy? No, but you think maybe some sort of audience somewhere. <laughs> <laughs> like some how much time has passed. I think he's hoping that uh, somebody comes to rescue him soon. Oh, for sure. All right, but you managed to wriggle a little bit further, and while you cannot get free as such, uh, you think you might be able to reach your left leg holster now with your Ooh. other hand. Let's see what's kind in the Kind of tucking your legs leg. under you and arching your back, and it's not comfortable, but... Well, the left leg has another spent invisibility slot. Uh, shield of Faith, glue, cure light wounds. Again, he's not terribly wounded right now. No. He's just held, so... Not super useful yet. Once we can get to his bag or his torso, then then we're talking. Yeah, you're going to have a hard time reaching your bag. But yeah, you keep working at it. Yeah. This is also when the rat comes back and heads on over to the leadership trio. And uh, Aristide takes out the note and reads it and looks at you and says, looks like you were telling the truth after all. Vaughn's audibly rolls his eyes. Audibly. <laughs> Rules them so hard they creak in his head. You heard me. <laughs> Vaughn needs some fucking eye drops. Got to moisturize. <laughs> There's a weird squish noise. Uh, <laughs> looks like you're at least a contractor for Inspector Pearl. So why did your investigations bring you down here? Well, we we heard about a a development and a, a use of. A use of resources that was all funneling down here, and we we needed to see what was going on. We we investigate leaks and and uh, misappropriation of magics, and um, uh, I mean, never mind. We uh, we we thought that there might be a magic leak, so we we thought we'd check it out. Vaughn's <laughs> make a charisma check to sell this <laughs> utterly convincing story. You didn't backtrack on partway through. <laughs> okay, I rolled a 17. That's not bad. Uh, Vaughn's has a negative one charisma, cuts it down to 16, plus his level, it puts it at 24. All right, and charisma is not a prime for you. No. The three people you were looking at look unimpressed <laughs> with your story. <laughs> you think they might not have fully bought it. Well, ask okay. ask Purity. She knows. Just just have her come down here. You get this flat look from Aristique. We will not have her come down here. But but you totally should. You guys you guys need like obviously obviously there are some uh uh worker safety issues down here. She's real good at helping out with those. Um I mean that that gangplank that that didn't look particularly well anchored. This project has been approved by people far above purity in the hierarchy. She need not concern herself. Well, yeah, but, you know, you know, worker safety, it's it's important. It's valuable for, for everybody, right? Like, you know, how how many days has it been since your last on the job? Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> also, uh, Aristide rolls her eyes audibly. <laughs> audibly? <laughs> you missed it. <laughs> yeah. Vons did it. So now Aristic's doing something. Oh, Jesus. Okay. 
Yeah, uh, you get the impression Eris takes one of those people that's like, workers safety to be solved by the free market. It's fine. <laughs> if people don't want to work here, they don't have... If people think it's too dangerous to work here, then they don't have to. Even though it appears that we might be drugging them. It's fine. At any rate, Aristide gives you a look and says, well, you are here. Maybe not in an official capacity, but we will go easy on you, as it were. And she uh, gestures to the guy in the hood who starts walking over your direction <laughs> you know what magic sounds like and hand signals and, and you know hand movements and stuff looks like he's winding up to cast a spell on you but has to come over and actually like touch your head to do it uh-oh or you know touch some part of your body because otherwise would cast from over there vons did not give consent for this do you want to do anything for this person finish his approaching oh, let's see here uh vons is going to uh see oh yes okay so I mentioned I had a, a shield of faith potion in my right leg or left left leg. Holster. He did. Um, Vons is going to reach down and crush that uh, and then mush it against his leg real good. Um, should it. So its effect is supposed to be on contact. Okay. That should work fine. Then. Um, let me read what it do. Plus two to AC and saves on contact. Okay. Doesn't sound like a huge effect, but it could make a difference. (laughs) Yeah. So you go and you crush this against your leg. And I need you to, right before this guy finishes casting, and I need you to make a, I guess it would probably be intelligence. Make an intelligence saving throw. Okay. Okay, that's a 16 on the die. And that's a plus two for the shield. uh, Plus one for intelligence. That's 19 plus level puts it at 27, I think. Yeah. Okay. Very good. (laughs) You feel this person shove into your mind with his magic. Gross. In a way that feels very, very bad because you can feel this person manipulating your memories. A thing that is super comfortable and fun and everyone loves it happening to them. More importantly, you feel all the memories that you have formed about like this, even trying to think back to like the start of this evening when you started making your way down here. It's a very weird sensation but you feel the kind of pro back to that point. And then you feel like someone is trying to kind of tear all those thoughts to shreds. It's like if you were thinking them lost focus and kind of just forgot you ever had them, you know, passing thought kind of thing, but you rolled really fucking well on your save. Oh, that's good. So what you manage to do is you manage to start faking the sensation. You key into what's happening and you're able to, you think keep a step ahead. Not a lot. You're not getting everything. <laughs> But you kind of are frantically almost tucking your memories away in various places before you can actually scrape off all of them. (laughs) And from the brief flash impression you're getting as you go through this, like, you're like, I can still pretty much remember what happened, I think. Like, so he's like going into his mind palace and hiding the good stuff. Exactly. You're shoving things in the closet and under the bed before this guy goes through and, you know, throws everything on your shelves to the floor and smashes them. (laughs) An occasional sock gets lost. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so you are, um, you're keeping ahead of this uh, intrusion into your head, but that will, uh, that process does take a minute, at least from your perspective. So, Grixon Wealthy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Grixon, okay. what, what deal have you brought to ah. this upstanding demon thing? Ah, my lord, my lord. Uh, the first thing we bring you is uh, a gift uh, to show our, our value and truthfulness. Um, the gift is knowledge. 
we bring you word of a powerful force that is amassing uh, across time, space, and dimensions. And uh, they are currently bent on conquest of the mortal realms, but uh, I doubt that they'd be content to stop there. Um, They're a hive-minded force uh, and nigh unstoppable. Um, They can corrupt anything and change it into their uh, image. And uh, I basically tell them all about the shadow corruption. All right. Um, Well, I look on admiringly. I I tell them all about the shadow corruption. I tell Mm -hmm. them the the backstory of them. I tell them about like their origins and shit. I'm trying to hype them up to seem like a threat to interdimensional creatures, which I don't know that they necessarily are. Yeah. But I'm mostly just telling the truth about them. Make another charisma check. Okay. Add a d6 again, because you are mostly telling the truth. Okay. Oh, not good. Oh, not good. How bad is not good? (laughs) 13 on a prime. Okay, so you don't... I mean, you never know how a demon's going to perceive things. It's true. It's true. It's true. true. All right. Well, you tell your story. Uh Uh-huh. And it pauses and just looks at me for a second and goes, I doubt it could be a threat to my realm. Perhaps not. But do you really want to lose all possible ground outside of your realm? Where would you expand? This would be one of the first times a mortal has encouraged me to invade the mortal realm, which is a novel sensation. What did you want in exchange for? Well, the knowledge was a gift, like you said. The knowledge was a gift. So Uh, the actual trade that we wish to make is one of uh, some lesser open-ended favors. Uh, as well as uh, an intelligent choice <laughs> as uh, a tithing of a certain amount of raw magic and precious commodities that you would find valuable. We can discuss those, haggle them at length later. Uh, in exchange, we would like to be returned to our realm uh, with enough uh, uh, juice behind us to uh, turn the tide in what's going on. You want me to give you enough power to stop an interdimensional threat? No, 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 no. We're, we're already working on that. Um, we've already been killing a whole bunch of them. I just need a little, we need a little bit of extra juice to like, uh, you know, tip the balance. What form do you think this extra juice would take? I, uh, I just smile and, uh, uh, you know, gesture to him and say, uh, you know, uh, dealer's choice. <laughs> Man, Greg's really didn't take weapons of the prime, huh? <laughs> no. Okay, so you uh for the um for me as the CK. Yes, I'm asking a demon to in some way uh juice us up uh with some power. I could be could be powers, could be levels, could be magic items, could be uh, a demon host uh, horde that we lead into battle. Um right. any of that would be awesome. The tithing to them what I'm suggesting is uh, we're about to lock down this whole Ruladrin thing, um, which is sucking a lot of magic up and make it into like a, a portable, potable, uh, you know. Magic source. Yeah. So I'm thinking uh, teaching them about that and how to like use it and build it, make it, and also, uh, a, a, you know, a, an amount every regular period. Okay. Along with, you said, maybe um, other resources. Other commodities, yes. What we have that they would find useful, I don't know, but I'm willing to continue bullshitting. 
Yeah. Um, could be, you know, do they need some trog doors? I don't know. He uh, kind of looks at you and says we could always use more workers. <laughs> yeah, probably. <laughs> I think we can come to an arrangement. The price will be steep, but it always is. Oh, wealthy, this giant demon's face turns to you. <laughs> uh-huh. Are you willing to be part of this deal? Or should we negotiate separately? Grix speaks for me. Excellent. Oh, God. Its grin gets very, very, very wide. <laughs> All right, so. It's going to be forever before Aaron, before Aaron comes back, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> in, in a uh, long and detailed discussion, as is prone to. Well, this is a demon, not a full-on devil or anything. Right? Sure. A demon, either way. So you're not doing just a demon. Well, demon as in the uh, neutral. I know. Portion. I, yeah. I know. Uh, it also manages your mail. Anyway, so it. Uh... <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> uh, so you talk for a while, and basically, we will nail out the details later. You know, CK to player character, yeah. but it is going to exact a price in terms of. Uh, think kind of like a warlock. Okay. Patron from. Over in D and D, yeah, like you're gonna get power from it, but it's gonna ask you things in exchange, and it may demand some pretty big favors of you. Yeah, with the price being, you know, it might turn off your powers or whatever. Yeah, I'm kind of okay with that. Okay, yeah, it wants yeah. an agent of uh, influence All in right. a particular area of the mortal world. All and right, it also, um, you don't really know how much your gets made, <laughs> so you just kind of guess, I imagine, at a volume. Yeah. And uh, wealthy as our resident um, research review board. (laughs) (laughs) So this guy is really interested in getting people to work for him forever. (laughs) Yeah, I'm I'm, I'm steering the conversation away from that anytime it comes up. Okay. He may may eventually give up on that in exchange for some other stuff, including I think he's very interested in research on automata and golems and things like that. Oh, sure. He mentions that... uh, such knowledge is rare in his particular realm. Yeah, also we have like value. we have a lot of engineering knowledge that they don't have, like conduits and that probably super gets his attention. Like Yeah. Yeah, yeah. And I, as an engineer, I can like go into that in detail. Yeah, how to Sweet. how to direct power from yeah. from one place to another. Yeah, demon architecture is all like fleshy walls and well, we've all played Doom. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, yeah, at one point a few very beleaguered, tired, kind of muscly in a stringy way and starved looking people get brought over who turns out uh, they were engineers who made some bad deals in their lives. And, uh, you know, to get some more details because the demon doesn't know everything. Very rude, I know. Yeah. But you two, uh, you eventually make out a deal. We'll work out the exact things later. It was, you're cutting more of a standard deal because you didn't really totally sell them on the threat. That's yeah, Yeah. No, I get that. But still a standard deal. Yeah. Know. And uh, he is going to, you, you have clearly, however, made him interested in the corruption in a way that he wasn't before. What way that interest is, you're not sure, sure. but it's there. Like I could have made everything worse, but we'll see. Yeah. Uh, what, uh, what should I call you? I'm always amused at what names mortals would give me. What would you suggest? Ah, Ian, get your dice out. Come on. Fine. <laughs> I give you a chance to name him Bugsy Malone. Everyone's like, yeah. <laughs> Or wait, did you actually have a good name? No, I don't. I don't I, I'm thinking, but I, nothing's coming to mind immediately. I am often called a Sotan in various mortal cultures. That will do nicely. A-S-O-T-A-N. 
for all you wiki editors out there, eventually we'll get one of you. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, you, you cut a deal with Asotan, and he arranges for you to get portaled back to the Arcs after some negotiation where he quickly realized he was offering to teleport you to somewhere on that planet everywhere is fine right (laughs) uh where do you want to go on the arcs i think purity pearl's office yeah close close to there yeah i think we gotta talk to her right away that's the first yeah okay so you go and he goes and reaches out and relatively gently touches one of you on the head with an enormous claw he explains that he is going to pull an image of purity from your mind so that he can figure out where she is and send you there okay you feel a very weird sensation like someone reaching into your mind, kind of like it's made of jello, squishing in there, uh-huh. picking up a piece, and then putting it back in. Okay. And, uh, boom. Welcome back to the arcs. <sighs> okay, now I can breathe. Welcome, welcome back to five feet above the ground in the arcs. <laughs> you fall to the floor in a heap in uh, what you would guess is probably Purity Pearl's living room, because it is the middle of the night as she is panically getting on a coat, and uh, S.H.I.E.L.D. is there. Oh! And you hear, uh, Hey, Grix, Grix, Grix. <laughs> From uh, Gex, who sounds like he is probably roughly on Shield's head. <laughs> Gex, I love that guy. Wow. <laughs> Where the hell have you been? Uh, uh, hell. Oh. Yeah. Uh, I made a deal with some forces. Now I'm a, a powerful warlock. Uh, don't worry about it. That sounds like uh, a great idea. Uh, yeah. So Vons is super in trouble? Yeah. No, we know. And yeah. it's bad. Yeah. Can you uh, show us the way? Yeah, let's do it. All right. You go catch them up. Yeah, as you as you all are at a dead fucking run. Bonds, make another intelligence check. Okay, eighteen on the die. Um, plus one nineteen, uh, twenty-seven. Okay, Bonds, you uh, you were pretty exhausted right after this whole brain memory wipe thing. Yeah, but you you managed to stay conscious, which is a trick in and of itself. And your memories feel muddy and gross, but like you think they're mostly all there as the guy goes back over and tells and tells um Aristique and Crike that the job is done and you are cut free. You are you're like half conscious right now, so you're cut free enough that they can put you like tied up over Crike's shoulder. Uh-huh. And you are being taken out the door of the space back the way you came. God, he's not very good if he can't tell that he hasn't done the job correctly. If only saves were there to let people have agency against magic thrown against them. I know. It's just, he's just. Bond's memories are all a scrambled. Okay. We'll get into the exact consequences of those later. Yeah, but what happened because of this? Because of this particular thing? No, that was a joke. You said okay, Bond's sorry. memories are all scrambled, and I was making a joke about <laughs> oh, okay. Bond's sorry. Frequently <laughs> yeah. things that are sorry. It's all good. It's all good. It's funnier um, when I explain it. <laughs> All right. And you're you're headed toward the same door you came in from as everything kind of swims in and out of focus. Grix and Wealthy. Uh-huh. Yeah. You go up some stairs, you go down some stairs, you go through a tunnel, you go through some other spot. You end up heading to that same door you came in from and you make it to the door that you guys came in through as the door opens and Krika's there with Vons over his shoulder on the other side. And that's where we'll end the episode. <laughs> going to be great (laughs) primary attribute has been imagined and brought to life by the people you've heard for more information about the podcast check out our website primaryattribute.com 
For questions, comments, and feedback, email us at letters at primaryattribute.com. To follow us on social media, you can find us at facebook.com slash primaryattributepod, on Twitter at primeattribute, and at primaryattribute.tumblr.com for all our blazed posts. Is that really the term we're using these days? Castles and Crusades is published by Troll Lord Games. Our theme music was composed by Aaron. Our logo was designed by, well, me, that's Adam. This week's editor was Ian. Thanks, Ian. Thanks for listening, and we hope you tune in next time to Primary Attribute. I don't live in this world. I, I live in this world four hours every other week, week. So it's kind of hard to keep track of everything for me. Kelly, I demand fanatical devotion. <laughs> <laughs> How dare you? <laughs> I should have named the, the demon Mark. <laughs> Not because Mark is a demon, but just because getting a big, powerful thing named after you seems fun. Anyway. Yeah.